Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and whoa, 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 welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Sunday, yo, good old liggity-daggity-jabbity-wabbity kickback Sunday. Uh, my name is Javier Reyes, of course. On this wonderful post-July, July 5th day, your host of this year, Lockdown Padres Podcast. As always, check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account at Javapeno. And if you feel so inclined, hit me up on there, as well as the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com, with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have. Today, guys, as promised, is part two of my conversation with my new pal, Ashley J. Washburn of NBC San Diego. And yeah, you're going to listen to that. This time we talk a little bit about just the narratives of the league in general. We go on, we, we reference how it's kind of crazy that, you remember when the Padres, not the Padres, you remember when the Astros were like the biggest story heading into the season? That's not really the case anymore. Or is it? I don't know. We talk about that. Just things we were looking forward to. Good memories of the Padres in general. Ashley shares some memories of uh, last season that she got to spend in the actual stadium. Some crazy moments that she got to witness in, in the stadium and all that. And kind of that fan. An incredible reaction and yeah we kind of just talk about baseball that's really the fun part about this so without further ado guys let's get it oh so ashley now i wanted to just talk about let's get the little let's get the baseball centric stuff i guess into this right so okay, like like what super the podcast like let's, is about right yeah what the podcast is about man, you know <laughs> what i mean like let's get a little bit more into it i know there's probably yeah. definitely some listeners who are like hey man what are you gonna talk about this and that um it's interesting <laughs> For your like your Twitter header, you got the man as your header, which I appreciated a lot, Mr. Fernando Tatis. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just self-explanatory, right? What is like? What are some of like your your narratives, your favorite things that you're looking forward to? Maybe even for other teams in general and just baseball in general. Assuming, of course, we get this full sixty-game season, which I've talked on the podcast before that I. I definitely think we're going to get baseball at some point, which is July 23rd Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. But I have questions as to how long that'll last. But let's just say you get the 60 game schedule. How do you feel about the Padres this season and just baseball in general? You know, it's so interesting because there was so much kickback before the season started. You were like, it's almost it's waited so long. Is there even going to be a season that's happening? Because, of course, at the end of the day, people want to get paid and you're having them play in the middle of a pandemic. So it's like. You got to pay them some sort mm-hmm. of money. Um, but as far as the Padres, there's so many storylines that you can go with. You know, we have a new manager. Andy Green is out of here. <laughs> and so you've got somebody else new in here. But it's also interesting because, you know, he's coming into this season expecting to turn around a team that's just had so many hard years of being under 500. But then you're putting him in a situation where it's like you've got three weeks to get ready before the season. You know, they just had their – I think within the next 30 minutes is when they're officially starting their summer formal workout. Um, yeah. I think that starts at three o'clock Pacific time. And so, but you're giving them three weeks to get ready, which could be a, an advantage. I mean, every coach is having the same thing, but you're having a guy who's just still trying to get to know his players. And so mm-hmm. you've got that. And I look at last season. I mean, last season was hard. We had so many expectations, and you're like, you know, 2019 might be the year that we finally get to go to the playoffs. Um, but then, you know, an under 500 season. But we also didn't have Fernando Tatis. He got hurt. And mm-hmm. so he's coming back this season. He looks like he'll be full strength. And so it looks good. I mean, you can't just 
it's so weird because you're like 60 seat like 60 games you're gonna have a world series champion and within the next two months and so you're like okay well Padres could maybe make the playoffs but no who no whoever wins the world series this upcoming year or this in the next two months it's got to be some sort of like asterisk on the championship mm. okay. you know what I mean so, and you, so you think there's an asterisk I think there is, but I don't okay. think it's a bad thing either. Okay. I don't think it's a bad thing whatsoever because you're literally asking these players to play during a pandemic. Some might mm-hmm. even say that we're in the middle of a civil rights movement as well. There's so mm-hmm. many different things going on. And like it just mentally, I mean, all these players yeah. are just, you're thinking about your family at home. Um, Cause I don't, they're not necessarily doing a bubble like what the NBA is doing. And so you know, you're thinking about potentially exposing your family or just all these different things going on, but then you're expecting to go and play 60 games within the next two months and also make your fans happy at home type thing. It's it's not an easy way to play a baseball season. Right. So having that little asterisk on your championship is, I mean, you could say that this is going to be one of the toughest championships a team has ever had to win before, depending mm-hmm. on which way you look at it. So, it's going to be interesting. I'm so excited that sports are getting back, though. You know, yeah. you've got the NBA getting ready to come back. You've got baseball. Football will be a little bit interesting. I don't know how they're expecting to have fans in a stadium, but it's <laughs> the, there's there's a lot going on. That's for sure. Yeah, it's very it's interesting though because, like, I, I always bring this up, like the the barroom conversations that'll spawn from this. You know, oh, mm-hmm. your team, yeah, you only won because you know it was a sixty game season. That whole thing, right? But the counter of that is, well, this will be the only sixty game season ever, and it's kind of like this fun, almost badge of honor, you could say, for lack of a better term, of like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter though. It's not like everyone, some teams are playing sixty games and the others aren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there, there are some real teams that might have an asterisk i mean do you i mean ashley you remember when like the big story about the season was what's gonna happen with the astros and like that was yeah. like the big I'm thing like, did leading everybody up to season? forget that they cheated like does, <laughs> does everybody forget about that it's I mean, like i mean it was like somebody joked around it was like the best thing to happen to the astros is there being a global pandemic which yeah, like there's not it's not something you obviously want to joke about but right right did we all forget that that happened? I did it's, until you brought it up right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's, it's really interesting, right? Like, yeah. it was. It's funny because, uh, and I've complained about this before too, but it's like baseball kind of it doesn't have that same like drama thing that the other leagues have going for it, except for when it comes to like really kind of heinous sort of issues like you know steroids yeah. or in this case the Astros cheating thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember sitting down at a uh, the where I was working before the pandemic kind of started. And it's just like, I'm looking at my phone. It's like Carlos Beltran just resigned. Like it was this crazy yeah. multi and people making the jokes about the buzzers with, with Altuve after you hit the home run off. Oh Chapman, my gosh. Which, which uh, funny story. I was actually at a, um, uh, with my friends at a bar watching the game with people. And it was just, it's like, it's the perfect encapsulation. I feel like that moment of what it feels like when you're at the highest of highs and lowest of lows. Cause I'm, I'm definitely mm-hmm. rooting for the Yankees and seeing the home run five DJ LeMahieu three, two count, I think too, uh, with two mm-hmm. ads and the rise of everybody. They're like, Oh, Oh, Oh. And then it goes out. Everyone loses it. And then the Chapman thing happens. And a guy may or may not have thrown a drink that splash on me and my friend, but we won't get into that now. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuff that happens. Sports fans are crazy. Um, oh yeah, but it's, that's for sure. it's really funny that like, that was the big story. And now mm-hmm. I do wonder, are people going to forget? I don't think players are going to forget. I think they might forget for now, 
But it's also hard yeah. to say because this is the same league that'll like have guys like Hunter Strickland who are just hitting Bryce Harper like three years later. So yeah. I, I'm not totally convinced that this will go away, but it's definitely not the main um what's it called storyline as a league for now. And you know, that it shouldn't be. It probably people should mm-hmm. be focused on staying healthy and whatnot. I'm just wondering just one second, guys. I gotta take a little bit of a break to talk to you about postmates. That's Right. If you're like me, guys, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. And that's why I love food. And that's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. And listen up, that is very important. You guys need to be supporting your local neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's the best way. And maybe not necessarily always the best way, but it is definitely and most certainly a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. That's right, you heard that correctly. So start your free deliveries, download the app, and use code LOCKEDON. That's code Locked on for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you first download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Um, but now to like shift uh, gears a little bit, what are like some, I don't know, how do you think the Padres are going to be this year? Do you think they're going to be any good? You have a favorite player that you're looking forward to, a favorite new player or anything like that? Um, Gosh, I mean... Just because Machado's here, I mean, he, I guess he's probably one of my favorite players. I'm, I always okay. love my third baseman and infielders. I, when I played softball, I was a first baseman. So, of course, I love Hosmer as well. But I was reading an article because it's just like, how do you predict a 60-game season? You mm-hmm. know, sometimes yeah. when, you're, when you've got a regular full MLB season, there's so much that can happen within that season span because there's so many games being played. But your, you know, first – 20 30 games are going to be so crucial because if you get behind 20 30 games like yeah. what do you do for the other second half like you've already dug yourself into a hole it's really hard to dig yourself out of that i think that there's a ch- i think we'll be over 500 this year which we haven't done that in what four seasons five seasons i, I can't even it's, <laughs> it's been, been a while it's been so, some time I'm, it's been some so time I'm seeing, I'm seeing some positive things positive things are going to happen do I think that we'll be World Series champions this upcoming 2020 60-game shortened season? No, but I do think that we're moving in the right direction. Um, and maybe when we come around to that 2021 season and they're playing a regular season, there will be like a big positive change. But yeah, I, it, it's, I feel like it's just so – how can you predict – a 60 game season it hasn't happened before and so exactly there's no precedent for it there's so much that can happen which is like interesting like i know i've been seeing like pages like i know the mlb has been posting about this like postseason chances for teams regularly before this Mm -hmm. happened versus now and most teams it's going up and whatnot as it probably should be there's less games i think the padre is one of the interesting things and i've talked about this with some people before um the dodgers you know they're quite good (laughs) 
some they're quite good. Well, some um, could say. <laughs> some some could say. Um, but it's there's been like a couple seasons. I forgot which one it was specifically. So don't um quote me on it. But like they finished good, but they started off really shaky. And I mm-hmm. believe like there was even a point when the Giants, like a few years back, were kind of competing with them and teams yeah. like the Rockies, like when the Rockies had that one kind of postseason mini run, I guess you could say, where you know, the Dodgers are still the best team. They're still the the kind of mini dynasty in terms of them just owning the division. Uh, certainly not in terms yeah. of winning the World Series. <laughs> um, but they they kind of have stumbled before. So it's this really exciting thing. I know I've been I've quoted this before um, on the podcast, but like I read this like Fangraphs piece that adjusts all the win percentages for each team and who got worse and who got better. Like the Yankees, their percentage went down because they have some people that are hurt right now. Um, mm-hmm. And probably their whole team is hurt. I don't know what it is. The, let me tell you, all the people out here, the, the East Coast, they're losing their minds at a, like Aaron Judge and Giancarlo getting hurt like every five minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's really ironic. These guys who are built like Greek gods <laughs> and they're yeah. the ones that get hurt. Yeah. And then like exactly. little little weirdos like DJ LeBay who are like healthy the entire season. It's just it's yeah. so that's sports. You know what I mean? That's the fun part about sports. It's just that it's unpredictable. Um, exactly. And the Padres, people said they've neither – I saw in the piece they kind of went neither up nor down, which I thought was interesting. They kind of just stayed sort of the same. I think mm-hmm. that it's it's hard to say, but I really think that in general, you know, assuming we get this full 60-game season, it's kind of – I'm wondering what's going to happen if we get all these games. I'm wondering what the conversation is going to be after mm-hmm. this because my theory is I think a lot of people who are casual fans – I mean people who – don't want to play fancy baseball with me ever are all of a sudden they're like, yeah, let's do it this year. They're because well, it's yeah, two months there's less thing. games. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's like that, that fever rush adrenaline thing where they're like, yeah, because when you get to the dog days of August, you know, you're kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, all right, man, like, okay. Oh, yeah, they won a couple games. All right, wake yeah. me up in September, you know, and wake me up. Yeah. When, so, oh, I'm so mad. I almost did the Green Day thing. So that's really exciting. And I think that the Padres, it's funny because they're one of those teams where, I think they have that farm system, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really good. You got guys like Gore and Patino and CJ Abrams, and uh, they just signed Cole Wilcox. And look at mm-hmm. me naming all the names and whatnot, uh, you know, to this this big contract or whatnot for a, a draft pick. And it's very like, even if they aren't amazing, there's still this like, it's it's just this odd thing for a team. I don't know too many teams that are like, rebuilding that also can be kind of good it's this weird like you know what i mean like they have this great system there everyone's saying in the future they'll be better but it's not like they can't make a wild card spot and i think that's what's so exciting about them and they have they have a lot of personalities on the team that i Mm -hmm. think are super exciting i don't know if you've been uh, able to see some of that but like the the clubhouse is really fun and whatnot it's just a it's just a fun team you know well, I say one of the coolest things about like working in media when I was interning at um, in the sports department when there were sports happening is like being able to go into the locker room after a game and being able to interview the players. And so my one of the uh, games I will remember the most was Manny Machado's first home run as a Padre against mm-hmm. um, it was I think Arizona, right? The Diamond. Pretty sure it was Arizona. Yeah, it was Arizona. Yeah, it was the last game of that uh, three game series and just the energy within that locker room. I mean, you're excited as a San Diego native, as a journalist in San Diego, because there was so much hype around Machado. And, you know, that for opening game series, 
or the opening game that we ever saw him in a Padres jersey, he ended up going 0 for 3, and you're just like, well, that was a bummer. Like, we thought, like, his first (laughs) pitch up bat in a Padres uniform, he was going to hit it out of, like, the San Diego area code. Like, we thought he was going to just crush it. And so, just to see him go up there, and I'm pretty sure he was down, like, 0-2. And so you're like, oh, this is going to be another freaking strikeout. And it wasn't that he had done – great that game and then all of a sudden he just hits a bomb to left field and you're just like wow this is his first home run as a padre and i was mm-hmm. there at the game and I, the press box you're supposed to be quiet but everyone was just lit up you're like this mm-hmm. it's happened it happened and then being able to go into the locker room after everyone's just excited um just because I, they won that game i think four to one and then but just to finally you just feel like you have momentum on your side at this point and the stress of I'm pretty sure Machado's shoulders was lifted because he got his first home run out of the bag. Um, And just being able to see, and I was also in the locker room. Remember when Hunter Renfro hit that grand slam? I think it was against the Dodgers. Yes. They didn't Mm -hmm. didn't win the series, but I was also at that game as well. And obviously that was to win the game. And so Mm -hmm. that locker room after was just like, there were beers being thrown around. You would think <laughs> that they just won the World Series, but it was a regular season game. But yeah. it was also against the Dodgers, which right. mm-hmm. we know what they've done. Yeah, how to red fro, man. Just incredible oh. power. Like, he's one oh, of those good. guys that if you show, and this is not always true in baseball because you just got to, you know, look up numbers sometimes. But with yeah. like, baseball, if you showed people, like if I just went and showed my mom or my dad especially, uh, mm-hmm. Like the the hit that he has there. When Hunter Renfro hits a home run, he hits a home run. You oh, know what I mean? Like, like you hear the crack, you hear the crack yeah. about, and you're like, oh, there, that's out, that's out mm-hmm. of here. That's yeah, it. even though, even though, yeah, he's a super flawed player, and now he's not on mm-hmm. the team anymore, which is what's crazy. Um, so even sad. though he's, yeah, it's it's very sad. But what's interesting is like, yeah, his offensive numbers. You know, if you look at this, he didn't get on base enough, but his defensive numbers. Like, I really get into stuff like that. And then but it's he funny showed that, up. When yeah, he, he shows up. So. He has some moments where it's just yeah. like, oh my god. Uh, like, like a listener the other day was like, "Who's gonna have a better season, Tommy Pham or Hunter Renfro?" And I still think it's gonna be Tommy Pham because you know. He's, as I call him, the warlock. I think he's just a more complete player. But Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm so confident. You know what I mean? This isn't like we traded uh, Hunter Renfro for Charlie Blackman. I don't know. That was a weird name that came up. Probably because I just saw uh, an alert about COVID and I remember that he got it. So that's, you know, a little morbid way of looking at it. But, you know, like it's not like it's not like you seriously upgraded to like, I don't know, one of the top 10 outfielders in the league. I mean, some people would make that argument, but you get what I'm saying, right? Where it's like, yeah. I don't know, Hunter Renfro's still young. He was a draft pick for the team. It's the Rays love making people better, I feel like, mm-hmm. as an organization. They love doing that. But it's it's definitely really exciting. Um, I enjoyed the the Rockies thing. And I remember like that happened over the summer. I was with my friends and was just getting the alerts. That's like Hunter Renfro, second home run of the game. And then it's like, this game's not over yet. And then I know, the, right? the third one, which was nuts. And it's true. One of the all-time, like, in his, you know, uh, short Padres career, I guess you could say, um, just the home run power. When he hits it, he hits mm-hmm. it, even exactly. though it might not be all the time. And that's kind of the fleeting, the ever-so-fleeting feeling and optimism in sports, right? When mm-hmm. it, Whether it's the Hunter Renfro home run or the first home run by Manny Machado. I think that's what's so interesting is the very next day or the next year, people could be like, oh. This was such a mistake. But in that moment, you can't help but be excited about it. And that's really kind of what's awesome about sports. Well, that's kind of sports fans in general. Yeah. You don't have to be a baseball fan. Fans Mm -hmm. are quick to, like, deplete or just be like, oh, we made a mistake. Because 
and they're not in the coaching office so it's like they're not discussing like oh we should take this coach but it's like you know you have a coach start at oh and three in football and you have all the fans saying like oh he was a mistake we should have never hired him <laughs> yeah. or you know you drafted this like quarterback and you start like he's a rookie he doesn't start as a shooter he's like oh we should have done this that but it's like you got to give it time like it's gonna happen but, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Be kind and give it time. I guess you could say. Exactly. Um, exactly. So on that note, uh, Ashley, this has been really like a lot of fun, honestly. No, this was a lot of fun. This is actually yeah. my first like, podcast I've done. Oh, wow. So, Would you look yeah, at that? Yeah, you know, this was is super this, fun. Is this like your first kind of audio thing since the radio show? Um, I'd Yeah, probably, actually. Because yeah, all the other stuff that. I did was just... um doing stuff on camera with like mm-hmm. NBC and then ESPN after during my internships. And so mm-hmm. since then, but yeah, it's nice. I feel like I've just been so much into like Corona coverage and all this stuff at work. And so I'm like, Oh, sports. <laughs> I miss it so much. Yeah. I'm so glad yeah, yeah. it's coming back. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah. I know. Um, I'm like, oh, sports just brings so much joy to like everyone. So it's, it's nice to get a little bit of positivity, hopefully back and, back into everyone's lives that we have looked forward to knowing that there's games coming on. You know what? I hope I was able to give you some of that positivity uh, by being on the show. I hope you had a lot of fun. Do you have anything you kind of want to plug? could be something you've been reading. I don't care. Whatever you want to plug, go ahead and do that for the people and the listeners out there. Oh gosh. Um, I was reading this book on Stuart Scott. Um, Gosh, what Mm. book was it? It's, it was just his autobiography before he passed away, but super inspiring. Um, I'm in my job search right now. So even though I'm working in news, I want to get back into sports. And so just keep pushing. He was a fighter um, and just stay safe and healthy during this crazy time for everyone. And hopefully we'll get back to normal soon. Yeah. And if you guys want to do what I did, which is, you know, follow her on Twitter, which is where I first discovered her. She's at Ashley J. Washburn. I will be giving the follow. You should too. Ashley, um, this is a lot of fun. I hope, I hope you have fun and I hope you have a great day. Thank you, too. Have a good one. And cut! That is it, everybody. Sorry for my little squeal there. That is it with my interview with uh, Miss Ashley J. Washburn. As I said, go follow her on Twitter and go check her out and stuff like that. She was great. Really great guest and a really fun guest to have on. Not what I expected heading into the week. And I just found someone on Twitter. And Twitter can be really great sometimes, guys. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. And now, yeah, that about does it, guys. That's it. That's it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. That's today's edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. So remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And if you guys would do me a favor and tell your smart devices to play Locked On MLB, which is hosted by my man Sully. The other day he was just replaying the 2002 A's season. And talking about a great, like a what if scenarios if they advanced the Moneyball A's. What if they had advanced? Really fun stuff, and I listened to it. A great episode, for sure. So you guys should check that out. Got some uh, cool episodes of my own coming up this week, guys, for sure. Trust me, you're going to have a lot of guests coming on and really cool stuff coming up, so stay tuned for that. Until next time, stay safe, and of course, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies. Take care.